This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Change, Redefining Success, the podcast designed to inspire you and give you actionable information to enhance, up-level, reimagine, and reinvent your life and your livelihood. No matter where you started, where you are now, or where you've been, you too can lead an authentic, first-class life. Each week, new stories of turning points and transformation will help you define what success means to you so you can live your best life on your terms. Now here's your host, first-class life mentor and certified Profiting From Your Passions coach, Kate Bessler. Welcome to Change Redefining Success. I'm your host, Kate Fessler. What does it really mean to lead an authentic first-class life? At the highest level, it means knowing and loving who you are, being comfortable in your own skin, confident in your value as a person, not as a title or job description or even bank balance. It means having what you want and wanting what you have. It means being true to yourself and having the discernment to say yes to opportunities that lead you where you want to be going and no to things that are not in alignment with your vision for your life. It means being the CEO, the supreme leader of your life, the star of the show that is your time on this earth. It means doing work you love that fully expresses your essence, your life purpose, your uniqueness. It means showing up and sharing your gifts with others and being fairly rewarded for that. It means waking up every day, loving your life, and going to bed each night in gratitude. It means being resilient, able to weather the inevitable storms of life with grace, and the belief that the universe ultimately has your back. It means knowing that you have the power to create anything you want in your life, if you so choose that you are the author of your own story, and that your story, everything you've experienced up till now, and all you will choose to experience today and in the future, is your unique journey of your own design. It's being happy, content, satisfied, joyful, feeling that your life has meaning and that you're living up to your potential. You might be thinking, but what about the money? First class is expensive. In our society, we measure everything by money, don't we? Especially success. But I'm asking you to think outside of that box. Sure, money is important, but I can assure you there are lots of people who have lots of money who may appear to be successful by all traditional measurements, but they are not leading an authentic first-class life. Maybe you know that, so you have a limiting belief around money. That not only doesn't money buy happiness, but having a lot of money leads to unhappiness. There's nothing inherently wrong with money. It's a means of exchange, that's all. The old saying is often wrongly relayed as money is the root of all evil. But the real proverb is the love of money is the root of all evil. I watch a TV show called American Greed on CNBC. It's all about people who have done everything in their power to amass vast amounts of wealth by unethical, immoral, and illegal means. While they were living in the lap of luxury, They most definitely were not leading an authentic first-class life. Now that doesn't mean you shouldn't be mindful of and a good steward of your money, or that you shouldn't want to make money or increase your wealth. Those are all important aspects of your best life. 
but it shouldn't be the one and only focus that will cause you to do unacceptable things in its name. There's a rule of thumb for any decisions you can make in life. Ask yourself these questions. Is it taking me closer to where I want to be? Is it good for me and for everyone else involved? In other words, is it win-win? And does it take away another person's right to choose? Believe it or not, there is a way to resolve conflict in a way that's good for everyone involved. You'd never know it the way things are negotiated these days and the unwillingness of people to work together, especially as we're seeing in governments. Not just our own, but sadly, around the globe. But there can be win-win solutions if you're open to them. There's nothing first class about being angry all the time or being out for revenge. In a recent podcast, my guest Felita Hannah-Poole talked about forgiveness. Being able to forgive, to let go of heavy emotions that are weighing us down, is an important part of being able to live your best life. When we come back, I'll give you some specific ways you can get clarity about what your authentic first-class life means to you. Do you feel like you're drowning in administrivia? Do you have a podcast you would like transcribed to repurpose as a blog or even a best-selling book? Rhonda's Virtual Office is the answer to the freedom you crave so you can get busy doing what you love. Let Rhonda's Virtual Office give you the relief you need. Visit rondasvirtualoffice.com and get some peace of mind today. Rhonda's Virtual Office is the go-to transcription service for EWN Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us. Back now with your host, Kate Fessler. Welcome back. You are listening to Change, Redefining Success. I'm your host, Kate Fessler, and today's topic is leading your authentic first-class life. As I've said, the thing about this is that it's all about you, and each person's idea of what their authentic first-class life looks like is unique. So you have to know yourself, which is trickier than it sounds, because we have a lot of input into what we should want, and sometimes it's hard to discern what is our soul speaking to us and what is other people's ideas that we've internalized. Have you ever had a friend who has different tastes than you? You go shopping, she stops to look at something that you think is hideous and says, isn't this adorable? Well, you don't think so, but you don't say that because you'd be insulting your friend's choices. Well, that's fine, as long as you don't then get it as a gift for your birthday. But sometimes, if it seems like everyone else likes something that we do not, we can talk ourselves into thinking that we like it too. If this happens often enough, we may find ourselves questioning or even denying who we are or what we like. We adopt the habits and measurements of success that everyone else has, and then we're left wondering why they seem so happy while we are not. Some extreme examples of this are transgender people who are raised as one gender but really feel like another. They typically go along with it until they finally have the courage to say, I don't identify with this label and this set of behaviors that's expected of me. Or gay people who don't conform to society's ideals of what love and couplehood should be. I've known people in both categories who didn't acknowledge it until well into their adulthood, which caused a fair amount of upheaval for everyone in their lives. Less extreme, but also life-altering, are the people who who hear endlessly from their parents from the time they're children how fabulous so-and-so is because they're a doctor or a lawyer. Now the thing is STEM, or how they expect you to follow in their footsteps into the same career or the family business. 
If that's not what you want to do, you may say that once or twice, suffer the consequences, and resign yourself to your fate. You may even successfully convince yourself that you really do want that. You are just being silly or immature or whatever. Then, when someone like me asks a question like, what is it you really want? Well, you have no idea. Maybe you used to know, or maybe you never really did know. But it's time to find out. The first part of my escape workshop, which focuses on creating one or more streams of income based on who you are and what you love, is all about exploring. That's what the E stands for in the acronym. I'd like to share with you some of those exercises that are designed to get to the heart of you. What makes you happy? What lights you up? What are your innermost desires? What fulfills you and makes you feel some of the ways I mentioned in the beginning? Comfortable in your own skin, fully expressing your essence, contributing in a way that's uniquely you. The first thing I want you to think about is, what are your core values? What's important to you? What drives the decisions you make in life? When I did this workshop a year or so ago, one of the participants did this exercise and it changed her whole outlook on a career change she was about to make. If you want a list of the core values and the worksheet we use, you can get it on my website, firstclasslifesolutions.com. The next thing I'd like you to do, this one comes from my certification in Valerie Young's Changing Course program, is make a list of all the things you love to do. Even if you don't do them anymore, put them under the category of used to love to do. When I was a teenager, for example, I used to love to roller skate. A big part of that was all my friends skated, so it was a social outing as well as something physical that was fun. Dig deep on this one. Go beyond the online profile stuff and the more superficial answers. If you say you love to garden, go deeper. What is it you love about it? Is it nurturing the plants, watching them grow? Is it being able to feed yourself and your family nutritious homegrown fruits or vegetables? Do you love the feel of the soil, the physical acts of digging and weeding? Do you love to create a colorful garden of plants and flowers to look at or that attract certain kinds of birds? Let's say you love to read. That's a common and pretty general thing people tend to write down. What types of things do you like to read? I used to love to read biographies. I'm interested in people's stories, as you've probably gathered if you listen to this podcast. Do you like scary stories? Do you like historical novels? Another one of my favorites. Do you like science fiction or futuristic fantasy? All of this information gives us clues into who you are and what goes into your authentic first-class life. Lastly, another question and exercise from my changing course training that you've heard me ask before, what do you want your life to look like? We'll just look at one aspect, your environment. We're going to dig deep on specifics here too. Where do you want to live? Not a specific town or city or even country, but do you want to live in, in, the, in the country, in the suburbs, in a big city? How about a resort town? In the mountains, by the ocean, near a lake, maybe in the desert? What do you want to see out the window? What's the weather like? Do you want to live here all year? Maybe you want to be a snowbird living in the desert in the winter and the mountains in the summer. This is your ideal life. Please don't start thinking, well, I have to be realistic. With my job and all, I could never live somewhere else for six months. Or, my spouse hates the city. This is all about you. If anything in the whole world were possible, 
without taking anyone else's likes or dislikes into consideration, where would you live? What type of what type of dwelling would it be? A big sprawling rambler or a ranch house on acreage? A condo on a high floor with an amazing view? A tiny house or small cabin on a remote lake? How would you furnish it? What kind of light fixtures would you have? Chandeliers? Spotlights on all your artwork on the walls? Maybe you don't even have electricity. Would you have overstuffed leather chairs or French country settees? Would you want finishes to be lodge-like, slate and wood, or smooth and elegant like a fancy hotel? Think about each room. What does your kitchen look like? Do you love to cook, or are you more of an eating out person? In your ideal life, maybe you'll have a personal chef. What sort of fabrics are in your bedroom? Do you have a walk-in closet? What about the bathroom? Do you have a spa-like tub and shower, or is it spare and functional? Remember, this is all about you. Don't worry about what you see in the magazines or on HGTV. Maybe your choice is a tiny home, so you don't even have a separate bedroom. I hope you see my point, that your first-class life is authentic and unique to you, regardless of what's popular or whether it's what you've been told you should want. Keep going with this as long as you want, down to the type of grass in the yard, if you want a yard, and who's with you in this ideal environment. Spouse, kids, dog, cat, rabbit, pet snake. Maybe it's a whole crowd of people, your best friends or your family, or maybe you like your solitude. There's no right or wrong answers here, only your personal truth. We've got to take another short break. When we come back, it's all about the journey. Calling all speakers. eWomen Network has speaking engagements all over North America that must be filled. Are you a gifted messenger, author, expert, or successful entrepreneur that can help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses? Our mission is to help 1 million fulfilled women each achieve $1 million in annual revenue. If you're a speaker that can help women prosper, go to eWomenNetwork.com and sign up as a pro member of our Speakers Network. That's eWomenNetwork.com. Thanks for joining us. This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome back. You are listening to Change, Redefining Success. I'm Kate Fessler, and we're talking about leading your authentic first-class life. Along with knowing who you are at your core, another question is, who are you meant to be? Do you have a vision for your life? Another exercise I ask people to do is identify five people they admire and why. We tend to admire people who speak to certain parts of us. We want to be like them in some way. And our soul sees in them what's possible for us. It may not be in the same way or even in the same field, but we have an affinity for what we admire, otherwise we wouldn't recognize it in others. Almost everyone says they admire Oprah Winfrey, but the reasons often vary. Some admire that she was able to achieve so much as a woman of color. Some admire her willingness to share her troubles as well as her successes. Still others admire her business acumen, her ability to build great wealth in an ethical way. Whatever you're drawn to and the people you admire gives you a clue about who you are meant to become. Life is a series of becomings. We're born an infant and we become a toddler. We become a child, a teenager, then a young adult. We become educated. We become aware and responsible. We become self-sufficient, able to care for ourselves and others. 
We become skilled in certain areas of expertise. We become friends, lovers, parents, caregivers, employees, bosses, business owners. We become advocates for things that are important to us. Life is a journey to who we are meant to be. But of course, we always have a choice. We can choose to stop, to not become anything or anyone more. But our soul will hold that promise, that potential, for when and if we choose to fulfill it. What is your risk tolerance? When we're younger, some might say more foolish, we take a lot of risks. As we get older, some might say wiser, we become less risk tolerance. We have more to lose. We have people who rely on us. We have bills to pay. We forget that life is a journey. I used to ride horses. I took lessons in dressage and in western pleasure riding. One of the reasons I gave it up was because I was frustrated that you're never finished. There's always a new interaction between you and the horse. One day you can walk and trot and even gallop, and the next the horse is trying to throw you off and won't budge an inch. I was looking for accomplishment, like a diploma that said, yes, you've learned this skill, now you're done. I didn't understand the value of the journey, of the becoming. I wanted to get there to the end. I was focused on the destination. One of the most important things I learned about riding horses was that you had to be completely present. I didn't know the term mindfulness at the time, but if your mind wandered even a little bit, the horse would know it and would take advantage of it. Not even a couple of steps ahead, you had to be in the moment always. It's a lesson I try and continually fail to keep with me every day. It's so easy to get caught up in worrying. If it's not one thing, it's another. But being present, focusing inward, will help you get clarity about what you really want and who you're meant to become. Celebrities like Ariana Huffington extol the virtues of meditation. You have all the answers inside of you. You just have to ask and then listen. It's harder than it sounds, but it can be done. You don't have to meditate for hours. Just a few quiet minutes on a regular basis can help you get centered and in touch with your inner guidance. Learn to take some risks. Not big ones necessarily. Start with something small. Challenge yourself to step out of your comfort zone. Go somewhere you've never been. Eat something new. When I'm traveling, I always try the local specialty, even if it doesn't sound very appealing, like sardines or eel in Europe or rattlesnake in Sedona. If there's something you identified that you used to love to do, why not try it again? Someone I worked with years ago said she used to love to dance, but she hadn't in quite some time. I challenged her to find a dance class, and she ended up going all the way to competition. If you've always wanted to write, find a class or a writing group and give it a whirl. Don't be afraid to fail. Remember, it's the journey. If you try and decide you don't like it, like I did with some of those foods I ate, at least you made an effort. Exercise your risk tolerance muscle on a regular basis. Go on what Julia Cameron in The Artist's Way calls an artist date with yourself. Whether it's a museum or a painting or pottery class, rev up that creativity. And you never know, you might find that you'll give yourself permission to take even bigger risks. The same person who learned so much about her core values in my workshop just came back from a trip where she bungee jumped off Victoria Falls in South Africa. She said she never felt more alive. She also shared her big realization that it's the journey, not necessarily the destination. It's good to have goals and to have a vision for where you want to go in your life. 
but don't get hung up on the detours. In fact, welcome them with open arms. Sometimes that's where you'll find the best scenery. If you have something to add to the conversation, please leave a comment on my Facebook page, First Class Life Solutions. If you'd like to be a guest on my show, please click on the link at the bottom of the show page and fill out the survey. If it seems like a good fit, I'll be in touch. Speaking of journeys, next week my guest will be Phyllis Gunderson. Phyllis enjoyed painting as a young child and was encouraged by her parents to pursue her passion. While her dad was overseas serving in the U.S. Air Force, her mother gifted her a year of training in a local art gallery. There, Phyllis learned the basics of oil painting and fell in love with the medium. Although she continued to paint throughout high school and college, Phyllis put down her brushes and put aside her art for several decades while she concentrated on building her career and raising her children. Phyllis's varied career led her from law enforcement to the aerospace industry and high tech. While working as an executive coach in England, she also took on the role of chief information officer. Once she arrived back in the U.S., Phyllis decided to return full-time to her first love, painting, and translating the beauty of what is to a new beauty. Today, as owner of Humming Wolf Studio, Phyllis specializes in two-dimensional oil paintings that are, in her words, representational of nature reflecting the spirit of the land and animals. This year, she, she successfully participated in 12 art shows in Arizona, New Mexico, Colorado, and Texas. In addition to her artistic talents, Phyllis continues to use her skills as a coach, mentoring corporate clients. These skills have also translated into the commission work she does for her art clients as she is able to help them articulate what they're looking for in beautiful art. Phyllis is an active member of the National Association of Pen Women, Inc. and Oil Painters of America. She's a recipient of the Twin Award from the YWCA Silicon Valley and was most recently honored by the National Association of Professional Women as a 2017-2018 inductee into its VIP Woman of the Year circle for leadership and entrepreneurship. I hope you'll join us. Until then, here's to your authentic first-class life. I'm Kate Fessler. Thanks for listening to Change, Redefining Success. Listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network. I'm Sandra Yancey, CEO and founder of eWomen Network. We invite you to listen to all of our EWN Podcast hosts at EWNPodcastNetwork.com.